All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. Casey, how are you doing on this fine Sunday evening? Doing all right, Marlo. Doing all right. We are, uh, my wife and I are bravely embarking upon a quest to find our family pot roast recipe. It's, uh, it's a tough task, but I think I'm up for it, Marlo. Is it buried somewhere or you just no, trying to recreate we're just, it? We're just trying to find one. And so I, I have to, you know, carry the burden of eating lots of different kinds of, of, of pot roast and it's fantastic. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a tough, tough burden I have to, I have to carry here. So we're, uh, uh we, we got, uh, two down. Uh, they're not, they haven't been my favorite. So we're still looking. We're still looking. Still searching. Uh, All right. Maybe I'm never going to find it. And that's part of my, my uh, plan here. <laughs> all part of the mass plan when you do yeah. find it is this you just oh, how'd this come about you just I, find it and be like all right that's our pod roast is, you're doing every now, thursday yep now well not maybe not every thursday but now when you know we have x special occasion or whatever now we have our go-to pot roast that's Got our it. goal um just seems like you know something a family should have we don't have one uh so here we go here we go <laughs> <laughs> no pot roast. I don't yeah. think we have one. Yeah. Uh, see. Um. Yeah. Maybe worth uh, investigating. Yeah. Put the wife on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Find the pot roast. Find the pot roast recipe. Yeah. All right. That's it. How about you, Marlo? That's what yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm doing good. Not as um. Yeah. Not in tune in the culinary skills as you are, but yeah. Just uh, in in the Christmas spirit, fin- finishing up all the shopping. Oh, okay. Getting all that stuff done, so it's out of the way by this week and can coast on in i don't know about you i feel like everyone's kind of in that uh coast mode to the end of the year yeah as far as work goes just kind of there getting through it get to the holiday get to the new year and then maybe we'll start working again yeah i definitely had to change my uh christmas gift plans for my wife because uh (laughs) one or two of the things i wanted would not arrive by christmas (laughs) (laughs) a little late in the game for me on that so i had to change up some things last minute so uh something little audibles you know. Little audibles, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's fine. That's fine. This will be good gifts. I still have other ideas. I don't have other ideas. <laughs> but this starts. Doesn't this start a gauntlet for you for gift giving? If I'm no, no, that's that's later. Never mind. Yeah, Cut that. no, it's. I mean, yeah, no, it's. Uh, it's not great. I mean, we have a couple family get-togethers and things, so it's. I don't know. It's. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. My wife's <laughs> a very good gift giver. I'm a very bad gift giver. Uh, any gift exchanging experience is always a challenge because of that. So, because she's good at it, I'm bad. I mean, that's, she's good. <laughs> that's really, really yeah. Good. And you're always trying to top it, and you can't. So you just do I your mean, best. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the thoughts. The thought that counts, Casey. That's what I keep saying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. As my gifts will come late after Christmas. All right. Anyway, Marlo, <laughs> enough. Enough about Christmas talk, everybody. I'm sure is probably <laughs> sick of searching there for their own gifts for their wives uh, that they hopefully had figured out before I did. Uh, let's talk the podcast derby, the matchup, podcast host against podcast house. Yeah, okay. Bears, Packers today. Yeah, it happened, season, whatever. The first game, uh, Packers defeated the Bears on the season opener in a very ho-hum 10-3 to victory, I think it was, for the Packers. Uh, yeah. I guess similar feelings walk away from it. Packers win 21 to 13. Uh, Packers jump out to a 21 to three lead in the third quarter, a third quarter that apparently the bears have been dominating on the year. Didn't realize that. 
but the <laughs> broadcast told me uh, Packers kind of flipped the script on that, took that 21-3 to lead, and then more or less hung on to win 21-13. Uh, then, Marla, where do you want to go with this? I have a couple ways I think you might go, but I'll let you uh, lead us into this conversation. Yeah, well, okay, so... Well, that first half was eerily similar to the first half from the first game of the season. Yep. Well, where no one was really doing anything. They had one one drive by Rodgers uh, due to big plays, um, and the Bears weren't doing much. It, it weren't doing much on offense. It was kind of a defensive struggle. I, uh, in result, I mean, obviously I would like the Bears to win, I think. Sure. But I, I think walking away, walking away from that game, it played. Uh, it's too. It was, it, the defense played well. Obviously, I mean, keeping Aaron Rodgers at twenty-one points. There's not much you can ask for more on yeah. on that route. Still had a chance to tie the game at the end. Um, we missed some opportunities. Missed some opportunities to score. It was a go for it fest for a while there in oh, that yeah. second, third quarter. No one was punting or trying field goals. It was just go for it on fourth downs. Yeah, it was a game um, played between the forties for a little bit where no team could get a freaking <laughs> first down. It was really ugly. Yeah, it was. It was super ugly. So. I, you know, it, it was a long shot to make the playoffs as it was. This yeah. officially puts a nail into it. Um, did it? Okay. Yeah. Well, no, no, this didn't. Once, the loss. Once Minnesota, once Minnesota won, right? It was loss paired with that and the and the Rams loss. Something, something put it. I, I think it was the Minnesota oh, yeah. thing. But Minnesota today, it's it's officially. Uh, we didn't help ourselves by not waiting. Beat the Packers. I don't know. I feel yeah. like the refs. I feel like the refs had it into in for us. Oh, yeah. uh, that first touchdown. Was aided by having a short field. Yep. Uh, because Cordell Patterson made a what we would call a textbook tackle right. on a punt, and there was no fair catch, and the guy caught it, and then he tackled him, and then they called interference, which I don't know, doesn't sound like interference to me, but that's cool. Yeah. That went up for a touchdown, and then later and later we got a fourth. That was that fourth down off where we would have been inside the five, but. Uh, the Packer, the refs called him out of bounds when he wasn't clearly wasn't clearly had two blades of grass in between his feet and the his, sideline. His feet are bigger than two blades of grass. <laughs> his feet were out of bounds. Part of his foot was no. out of bounds. No, it wasn't. It clearly no. was. Unbelievable. No, it wasn't. No. Unbelievable. I mean, they even looked at it a second time, Marlo, and and that was out of bounds. I, I'm kind of with you on the the fumbled punt, but it was a close bang bang call. It looks worse in live action than it did. And is there a defenseless receiver rule? I know he didn't call for a fair catch, but I mean, still a shoulder to the head. I mean that the shoulder like, didn't go to the head. No, the shoulder oh, went right. to shoulder went to the chest. Straight to the head. It was a textbook was tackle on the play. Just because he get concussed doesn't mean he goes to the head. It was a shoulder to the chest. He went it, down and he lost the ball. We were supposed to have that ball. Instead, it was a short field and a touchdown. How Completely does, changes the game. How does one get concussed when they get hit in the chest, Marlo? Because their their head hits violently on the ground, and that's football. Uh, Sorry, mm-hmm, Sorry. Yeah, that's football. That shoulder, is football. Shoulder went straight into his head as he's looking up to catch oh. the ball. My God, what a brutal play! This is gonna be. I mean, is, you're gonna feel so bad when I. When I post the video of him knocking hit in the head along this, with this episode on Twitter in the morning. I'm, I mean, I think you were just lucky this wasn't college football. He would have been kicked out of the game. I mean, that was just. No, because they would have reviewed it in college football and they'd be like, oh, we reversed that no, Bears it ball. Was, it was, this is why football is going to be outlawed. That's what they were saying. They needed to stop this. Get him off the field. My God. Uh, Marlon, what if I told you that Packers fans, despite the win, 
are going around saying how unhappy they are with the win, how <laughs> ugly the game was, how they let teams back in, and generally complaining about such things and Aaron Rodgers' play. How would you feel if you knew that's how Packer fans were walking away from I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be that surprised because this did go, I mean, besides the third quarter, I, that's why I kept hope, actually, this whole game, because this has been the script where, uh, especially since they didn't, it was, usually they jump out in the first half and then it yeah. tails off. I was getting scared in the third quarter when they had those two uh, drives in, in a row for touchdowns. I was like, well, we're going to run away with this because this is not supposed to be. But as they started going down into the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter, it was going at their their usual arc of, all right, we're just going to let teams get back into the game, and uh, offense just kind of disappears all of a sudden. So I wouldn't. Be, I'm not surprised that it just seems to be the script, and I don't know. I mean, the only game it really came back to bite was the Eagles game. Yep. And, uh, and but at some point it has to catch up to you, right? Yeah, it's it's tough because it's it's one of those. Are we are the Packers not a good team who's just lucky to win or? Do they, quote-unquote, know how to win ugly? And I'm starting to tend towards the latter. I mean, obviously, you would like to win in more convincing fashion. But at some point, you're still winning football games. And even though it might be because – even though Rodgers isn't putting up the gaudy numbers that we're used to seeing and making the, you know, crazy plays. I mean, occasionally he'll have some, you know, Aaron Rodgers, vintage Aaron Rodgers plays. But he's not really being the Aaron Rodgers that we've known in years past. But at some point, we're just we're winning the games, and at some point, that just becomes what you do. I don't know. It's it's a very weird spot to be a Packers fan because normally, as a you know, you're sitting here going, "Well, Aaron Rodgers is carrying this team. We're winning this because of Aaron Rodgers." All of a sudden, we're winning and he's not playing well, or winning and it's not because of the offense. It's because of kind of these other intangible things. I think it's just a weird spot. I think if the rules were reversed and the Bears were winning this game games like this, like the Packers are, this eleven to three quarterbacks just kind of managing the game not making mistakes like yeah oh yeah that makes sense that's what this, the who the bears are but because it's the packers the packers fans are kind of freaking out it's kind of funny like i have not seen a more insecure 11 and 3 <laughs> fan base in my life it's been it's been unbelievable i mean we're tied i think uh now because san francisco lost right we're tied for home field i we have the the tiebreaker against us because we lost two. You're in the two seat. Uh, yeah, you're sitting in the two spot. Yeah, we're still, still, still in the two spot. But nonetheless, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, things are going really well in the fan bases. You know, half light their fair on fire. It's it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm with you. I thought they were going to run away, and then uh, after it was it was twenty one to three. It just felt like they missed a player two that could have just broke the game open. It would have been over, and then they let, they let him back in. And I don't know. The, this Packers defense just lets teams back into it and. They just go to this prevent defense, Marlo. And uh, what is there anything more nerve wracking than when your defense goes into prevent defense? And it's no, like we're just, nothing. We're just going to give them fifteen yards. <laughs> <laughs> just play defense. I don't understand. <laughs> Drop yeah. the safety a little bit more, but don't like just. Ah, oh, it's so yeah. it's so frustrating. It doesn't stop anything. Yeah, speaking of which, that last play of the game, they were one toss away. I feel like they would have tossed it to Robinson that last one. He could have been in for that touchdown for a possible yeah. tie of the game. That was yeah. kind of wild. Yeah, it definitely looked like it. Definitely when they threw it over to the middle to Cohen. First it was to Cohen uh, yeah. across the middle. 
that made me a lot more nervous than a Hail Mary, like the ball going <laughs> up in the air. Because he got he turned up field and it's like there's nobody in the screen and he's gonna get he got down to like the fifteen before yep. he had to, yeah. or twenty before he had to, you know, uh lateral it, it it was crazy. That was that was right there. And obviously in the replay you can see that that Robinson's running up there and it was close. Very nerve wracking. Very nerve. It doesn't have to be nerve wracking like this. The Packers <laughs> defense, it reminds me a lot of the Badgers defense in that yeah. they are good when they're blitzing and applying pressure to the quarterback. And when they stop doing that, just like when the Badgers stop or are unable to do that, man, there's a lot of holes. <laughs> there's a lot of holes in a zone defense. There's a lot of holes in man coverage. Uh, and and they can get beat with speed or they can get beat you know, in, in, in open space. And like the Badgers, that happened in those last couple drives for your boy Mitchell Trubisky, who every time referred to as Mitchell Trubisky. It drives me nuts. I don't I don't know why, but that just drives me nuts. But it was a it was, I think, a quintessential this game was just quintessential Packers Bears 2019 teams, right? Yeah. Packers out early, hang on for dear life at the end. Bears Mitchell Trubisky, full name, uh pretty good on the first drive, struggles mm-hmm. in the middle, comes back and does well at the end and ends up with a pretty good mm-hmm. stat line. Classic Bears, twenty nineteen. Yeah, classic, classic Bears, twenty nineteen. All- and then we, they made what? I said they they made all the they made all their uh, kicks. <laughs> though. that's the no, only thing. They did make all their kicks. They, they made yeah. all their kicks. So, nah. that's that. There we go. All right. Well, I mean, I'm, yeah, I got nothing else in that game. Really, have nothing else for the right. season. We still have two. Play next week, even though yep. the season's done in prime time against Pat Mahomes. That should be fun when they're still should playing for something. They're still playing for seeding, so awesome, cool, can't wait. So, question for you: They showed uh, Khalil Max stats on the day. It was like in the, mm-hmm. I think, early in the fourth quarter. He had a very good pressure late in the game, uh, but kind of wasn't a factor. I mean, obviously, they showed him be double teamed and him, you know, that sort of thing. And obviously they game plan for that. But I felt like the first year he was there, that didn't mm. matter. Yeah. And now, I mean, as a Bears fan, how am I just missing? Am I just missing it? No, it, he hasn't been as big of a disruptive factor as he was last season. Um, yeah. I mean, like you said, I don't know. If it's, it's you could say it's from teams being able to scout him, double team him, yeah. but that was kind of the case before and he was able to get right. to it. But I think it's also, um, I mean, especially a lot of. I thought it'd be better with having Hicks back, and that would take the pressure off of Khalil, and he they wouldn't be able yeah. to double team everybody. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Although Hicks was a force, um, yeah, for sure. In in this game, uh, got, yeah. So there's that, and then there's too, what's that? He got hurt. He got hurt again too. So I don't know how effective he did. It was throughout yeah. the game. Hicks. Yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. He hasn't been; it hasn't been a disruptive factor uh, like it was last season, which is kind of scary going into his third year next year. Yeah, yeah, going into third year next year. So you got the Chiefs next week, and then your final game is against the Vikings. So even though it might not mean anything to uh, the Bears, it's going to mean something to the Vikings. Uh, with maybe which means they'll to, lose it. Which means who will lose it? The Bears will lose it. No, or which means Minnesota will lose it because it means something. Perfect, perfect. I hope you are correct. It's obviously the Packers will be the other team benefiting from that. <laughs> Packers uh, next week against the Vikings. That's going to be Monday Night Football, uh, which uh, 
Kirk Cousins is now what one in eight in Monday Night Football games. He won his first one. He got that monkey off his back on Monday Night Football earlier this year. Uh, they trounced the Chargers in a very one-sided game. I think the Chargers had seven turnovers, six turnovers. Yeah, seven, seven. Turnovers. seven. seven. Hard like to win. Hard to win games with seven turnovers. Yeah, some say. Uh, yeah, Melvin Gordon had two fumbles in that. Uh, a really iffy uh, Hunter Henry incomplete pass fumble call that I won't get into. I ranted to Marlo already before. <laughs> podcast about the replay system uh really ugly game there from from the chargers and they're they're they were done but i mean sailed in and it's tough to see those games marlo and it's all the other team's fans it's really tough yeah, it's it's actually it's just hilarious <laughs> uh i think it's i think it's hilarious every every single time because i don't know the still stuff wherever they play um in that yeah. soccer field and, yeah. and it's only seats like 30,000 or something silly. Right. Um, and then on top of it, yeah, it's everyone but your fans. And thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got these starving fans in San Diego who just want their team to be bad. <laughs> yeah. Tough. Tough look for them. Uh, yep. All right, Mo. Any other NFL things that, to be honest, not a, maybe I was just too dialed into the Packers Bears game, but not a lot of. The Kansas City <laughs> snow game was cool to see. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. That was that was cool to see. Jameis Winston went crazy. So they're gonna he's gonna go crazy the last couple of games. He had like almost four hundred yards of passing. Or he had yeah. over four hundred yards of passing. Yeah. Um and a couple of TDs. So yeah. So now they're gonna be for Tampa Bay's gonna be forced to sign him as a free agent. That's gonna be funny. Nice. <laughs> Once he comes back down to earth. And yeah, I, mean, I think that's about it. I mean, if you sign him, at least you're signing up for entertainment, right? It's right. It's going to be an entertaining season if you have Jameis Winston as your quarterback. Every time the ball goes up, it could be touchdown for your team. It could be touchdown for the other team. Who knows? It's very <laughs> Who exciting. knows? Uh, other than that, I think uh, the other game of the week, at least as far as playoff stakes were involved, was uh, Texans-Titans. Texans took care of business against the Titans, 24-21. Uh, looked like they're going to win that division now. Uh, that was, I think, the hype that Ryan Tannehill has gotten has been really unbelievable. Um, and he returned. Yeah. Is he winning a Heisman a or something? Did he was he like, I don't know. <laughs> no, he didn't. He was, he I was saying, but he had like Heisman. He had Heisman hype, he had Heisman hype uh, for a couple of weeks. There. Heisman hype for a couple of weeks there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they, and then they kept saying, I was on that broadcast. They kept yeah. reminding that they, they play. Did you know they play again on week 17? Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Remember so, that. Remember that. Remember that. Um, sad day, the black hole last game. Uh, yeah. ends ends on a uh, last second last second touchdown, basically a walk off touchdown, uh, to lose that game for the Raiders. So that's a sad ending for the black hole. It's really and, weird to think that they're not going to be in Oakland. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, teams moving in general. Like, I understand it's kind of a part of, um, kind of a part of sports. <laughs> Is that and, your dog? Yeah, he's playing with the dog. Toy. Hold on. <laughs> All right, talk about Raiders. Yeah, so moving. last last game in in Oakland. It's kind of weird. It's just not something you see often in sports. Uh, a team last a team's last game moving locations. It just feels weird. I don't know. What's the last time? What's the last team that moved? The Sonics. Uh, one? Well, the Rams. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Very weird. It's a weird feeling, <laughs> and just such a unique fan base. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's crazies in Las Vegas too. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the other thing. You know, they're just going to recreate it in Las so? Vegas. Uh, well, I don't. They're going to do something. 
it'll be different. It'll be different could, for it sure. It could be it could be crazy, but yeah. it'll definitely be different. Definitely will be different. Yeah, I didn't realize that the black hole like actually had a a CEO and president. Uh, <laughs> the black hole nice. was was on like the pregame. Uh, I think pregame CBS with with Jim. So that was interesting as well. He was very it was a very sad day. I don't know if he has a business card that says that. That'd be fantastic. That'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? President, CEO, president CEO of the black hole. The black hole. <laughs> it's just like a black card with black writing. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. I can't even see it. Mm. All right. It, all right. That's the NFL, Marlo, I think. Uh, we've done enough. Uh, okay, all right. We can ramble on, but we won't. We'll try not to this time. Uh, let's move on to some college sports, Marlo. Uh, it was a no-ish football weekend, just the Army-Navy game. It was weird. It was very weird. Come accustomed to, what is it, 14 weeks with week zero now yeah. um, in college football. And all of a sudden, it was kind of not there. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I was, you know, kind of counting down to 11 o'clock, thinking in my head, it's like, oh, this is where I, this is where I sit down and start watching football. There's college there game was, day on still leading yeah, up to it. Leading up to it. But then there's nothing. There was as college day's game day is over, there's nothing yeah. to go to. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. What is happening? I was sitting there like Ricky Bobby, like with my hands up. Like, what do I I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my remote. I don't what channel do I put on? I don't understand. Yeah. So that sucks. That was a cold reality that the yeah. season is is uh you know, the regular season's coming in. We just have the bowls coming up and they're not there yet. Yeah. Um, so I, did you cuddle up to army Navy a little bit? I, I honestly didn't, didn't even watch any of it. <laughs> I didn't see any of it. I was like, this is not football uh, in 2019. This is, uh, I'm, uh, avoided. I, I'm not going to say I boycotted or anything. That'd be un-American of me, but yeah. uh, I'm trying to, I don't even remember what I did on, on Saturday afternoon, but I was not watching that game. Yeah. I think I watched the first half and yeah, it, it gets weird. It's, it, You'd think, well, you know, a lot of people are like it's boring to watch Big Ten or, bo- or boring to watch Wisconsin because they just run the ball. Yeah. So when you watch these guys go with this triple option stuff, uh, to make a game out of it, I see if I can make the right m- reads before the players <laughs> do. All right. So I'm playing assignment. Go. I'm playing assignment football from my couch. Nice. Um, and that makes it really exciting. That would be more fun. I would now. <laughs> I wish I had watched it and done that. That would have been fun. But. I, pr- I probably would have ever made the right, right decision. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard to read. Hard so, to read there was there. that. Yeah. There was there that. You go. I made it to halftime oh, and then so. couldn't do anymore. Mentally fatigued. <laughs> well, it wasn't much of a game, right? Because Navy yeah. just crushed them. So. Yeah, and Navy, I, it Navy came out. It seems like, it's, I always forget, is Navy always the better one? One of them is al- always seems to be significantly better. And it usually isn't a close game, so it's it's tough. It's tough just knowing going into it knowing that it's probably not going to be close is uh, a hard sell, I think. And you get a little bit of the pageantry, but eh, I don't know. I found something better. Whatever it was, Marlo. Whatever it was. I'm blanking on whatever I did Saturday afternoon. I'm getting old, Marlo. I can't remember these things. (laughs) But uh, we did have awards. We're in award season now, Marlo, or maybe it was just the weekend or the day or whatever it was. Um, A little bit of awards coming to. Uh, Wisconsin uh, top center Tyler. <laughs> I forgot how to pronounce his name. Budas. Center just... Wisconsin yeah. center won uh, top center. So a great great job by him. And uh, Jonathan Taylor won the Doak Award top running back in the country. And, again, uh, again. So he's the second time he is. <clears throat> 
Uh, the fifth Doak Award winner, or I think counting him twice, uh, Wisconsin now has the most Doak Award winners uh, by team uh, with five, Texas with four, Alabama, and others with two. So, Marlo, I think we're pretty much running back you. If we have to put a U to it, okay, fine. We're running back you. We have <laughs> – I just – I really – I'm not I'm not a fan of the whole insert, insert position university. Uh, but we produce running backs because yeah. we produce linemen and so on and so forth. And Jonathan Taylor obviously just puts a little, an, another exclamation point on how special not only this season was, but his career uh, with those with those two Doak Award winners. Uh, yeah, congratulations, Jonathan Taylor. I'm only a fan when calling it running back you uh, when I'm talking about Wisconsin. That's the only one <laughs> <laughs> I know or care about. Um the other ones, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> did you see Jonathan Taylor's uh, outfit, uh, his gear going to the award ceremony, Marlo? Oh no, I didn't see his red carpet. Nope, missed it. It was, it was fantastic. He had a red blazer, red bow tie, black nice. undershirt. Marlo, go out, look at it if you haven't uh, out there. Um, well, I, I was going to ask you if you think I could pull that off, but Marlo, now that you haven't seen it, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm tempted. It's, it's a. Very I'm just good assuming look. you can. I'm gonna say. Probably fill it all a little better, a little better than I did. Let's just say with the more broader <laughs> shoulders than than yours truly. But uh, looked pretty, looked pretty good there. Uh, took it in stride, and I think uh, just any any chance I get to hear Jonathan Taylor speak, whether it's in award ceremony like this, or you know, uh, just about any game, just he's just an impressive individual, and just very very glad to have him as my running back, Marlo. And even when he's talking uh, about not getting invited to the Heisman Award, which we're going to go to here in a second, yeah. uh, just seems to say the right thing all the time. It's just very impressive. Yeah, very stand-up guy. Very, I mean, he, he he really does embody uh, the Wisconsin way in many ways that, uh, that, yeah. that you're talking about. He's a team-first guy, even though that he is obviously the star of the team and the focal point. Right. Um, but yeah, he does says the right things uh, in the right right moments yep and on to the Heisman Marlo um, I guess let's start with the Wisconsin take yep. lots of people seemed upset lots of people uh, I guess Badger Twitter I should say but I think Badger fans in general are pretty upset that Jonathan Taylor didn't get invited uh, the four players who were invited, if you hadn't seen, uh, Joe Burrow from LSU quarterback, Jalen Hurts, Oklahoma quarterback, Justin Field, Ohio State quarterback, and perhaps surprisingly Chase Young, uh, defensive end, Ohio State were the four invited. Uh, when I first heard this, I was with the uh, Twitter outrage, at least the Wisconsin Twitter outrage, that Jonathan Taylor wasn't invited. Um, I've since maybe come to grips with it is a better way a better way to put it than kind of uh, just kind of a general acceptance but um, just Jonathan Taylor not getting the recognition that he deserves. He Granted he won the Doak Award which we just talked about but not on this kind of player of the year Heisman level was a bit disappointing uh, when it first came out. Yeah absolutely. I, um, yeah the biggest thing for me is I get it you know, I, I get it that he's running back on Wisconsin, right? Uh, you had right. Joe Burrow having a crazy season. You have Jalen Hurts throwing up, you know, video game numbers. And then you have the number one quarterback for the number, well, 
you have the number one quarterback number two, for the number yeah. two team in the country. So you got yeah. one, two, and four quarterback there, right? Yeah. That all makes sense as we talked about. It's pretty much a quarterback, a quarterback, yeah, pretty uh, much award, prisoner award. But to have <laughs> to have Chase Young in there in the top four just just didn't make sense in my mind. It like broke my brain for a minute. I just yeah. I didn't I didn't understand it. It went against everything. Not he, yes, he's a good player. Yes, he dominated a couple games, but he also missed two games because of yeah. violations or whatever you want to call it, missing two games. And also, I don't, was he really the pivotal? Like, was he the best player on in of anyone else? Like, he's a good defensive player. Don't get me wrong, but does he deserve to be put up there with the rest of them? Is what I'm saying. And so. To, the not to get Twitter mad about it, but it's like to see what Jonathan Taylor actually did and what what he his accomplishments have been and what that has meant to the team and um in college football in general just didn't yeah. seem right for him not to have that over Ch- over Chase Young. Yeah, I, I definitely I I feel like they kind of did a they can the voters convinced themselves to put Chase Young in there because they wanted to be cute and have a defensive player there. Yep. I, felt like that was part of the reason why he was voted so high and a lot of these surprisingly high in fact he had the second most first place votes out of any player uh behind joe burrow but ahead of jalen hurts and justin fields which is just i don't know kind of astonishing i mean he showed up big in the wisconsin game and he showed up big in uh the penn state game and i guess you could argue that he would have even better stats if he played in the two games that he was suspended in Sure, but I'm not. I'm not sure that there's ever been a player in the top four who's been suspended for two <laughs> games in a season before, yeah. and it, somehow that was like in his favor as opposed to being a negative for him. Uh, I don't. You know, you can get into the case of whether or not he should have been suspended and how benign the uh, infraction may have been. But the fact was, he was suspended for two games and. The defense seemed to do just fine in those two games. Coincidentally, it was against Maryland Rutgers, but whatever. That just happens to Ohio State. That's fine. <clears throat> but I, so I'm with you. I was a little bit disappointed that Jonathan Taylor wasn't there. I understand that it is a season award, but the fact that Jonathan Taylor now has, you know, done what he's accomplished over three years. Uh, and never been in the top four for voting. He now has accumulated a fifth-place vote, which he was this year, a sixth-place vote, which he was in 2017, his freshman year, ninth place in 2018. That was pretty much just because of the disappointing season. <coughs> Horny Brook. Um, <laughs> on that, it's it's just, I don't know. I, I would have liked to see him there just kind of for like a career accomplishment, similar to how Ron Dane got his Heisman Trophy, more as a career accomplishment than what he accomplished in just that one year, because I don't think that was his best year, but it was kind of a culmination of his career. And not that Jonathan Taylor should have got the Heisman, I'm not saying that, but at least been there, I think would have been yeah. a cute thing to right, do, exactly. like they did with putting a defensive player there. Um, but then when I saw right, so I exactly. guess I, where, I've, where, where I've talked myself into him not being there is when I actually saw the voting, and I guess this just... With all I said, I think people should have voted him higher, but the voting was, he was a significant fifth place. Chase Young had 643 points. I don't know how this is scored exactly, but uh, and Jonathan Taylor had 189. So there was a pretty significant gap uh, in that. So it kind of makes sense because then how do you invite Jonathan Taylor and not invite J.K. Dobbins? Yeah. Spoiler, you could have you invited both of them and it would have been <laughs> fine, but whatever. Although it would have been weird to have three Ohio State players there out of the yeah. six there. Um 
And yeah, then you could have just said, okay, we cut it off because you can't have three Ohio State players. That's ridiculous. Um, that said, Joe Burrow won, Marlo. Uh, I did not see the ceremony. I caught uh, clips of Joe Burrow's speech. It was, uh, I think, a pretty fantastic speech for somebody who seemed very confident, bordering on cocky in every uh, time I've seen him talk throughout the season. Uh, it was a very good speech. It was a very meaningful, very emotional speech uh, coming from him and uh he set records for how convincing his Heisman victory was. Most first place points, first place votes, excuse me, uh, total points, just a a, a record setting Heisman victory for Joe Burrow. Yeah, it was no, I mean, it was no surprise. It's kind of one of the reasons I didn't really tune in because we knew yeah. Joe was going to win. And by the way, that production of that, of the Heisman Trophy uh, presentation is getting kind of ridiculous. <laughs> just the way they yeah. they have they spend so much time it's like we all know who these players are we don't need to go through this and interview everybody right. have you talk to everyone i forget the guy's name who does those interviews but he's, he's the voice of like every espn piece that tries to make you cry um and he is a sit down with them but anyways that's here no there uh <laughs> knew joe burrow was gonna win uh fantastic season. i haven't i haven't heard of the speech yet so i'm just gonna take your word for it um that it was somewhat of an eye-opener uh, for that is. But for Heisman winners, is it the Heisman winners? There's only been a couple that have won Heisman. like two. It's like Cam and Tebow who have won the Heisman and went on to win the national title, I believe. You can check me on that. Yeah, but it has been. Sure. I didn't look into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has been. Um, that is. I mean, obviously, that's the next accomplishment Joe was looking, looking, looking forward to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you. I didn't tune in because it was a, kind of a foregone, a foregone conclusion uh, with that. And Jonathan Taylor wasn't there, so yeah. I didn't really need to boycott. <laughs> really, didn't, this is didn't my, really need to see it. This is my silent boycott. Yeah, did our did our best. But you mentioned that Joe Burrow's on to the playoff. Obviously, it is currently a 14 playoff with LSU taking on Oklahoma and Clemson taking on o- Ohio State. State. Those are the top four teams. But this is the week, Marlon, where uh, there was a lot of should we expand the playoff talk, and I want to ask you, Marlo, should we expand the playoff <laughs> to eight teams? Yeah, yeah. This, eight teams. this is all the takes, the takes on takes. Um, as yeah. they're they're probably because no, everyone woke up. We're like, crap, I don't have a game to write about next week. <laughs> uh, so I'm just gonna make up these hypothetical takes and have people talk about. It. So let's 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 divulge. Um, yeah, I mean, I, since the playoffs have started with the four, I think since. Year one, I was like, "Well, that's cool. We need eight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's do that." And I, you go back and forth whether that would be good. I think you've pointed out. I don't know if you just said it, but you definitely said it before that right. if any year that we don't need an eight team, this would be a good one that we do not eat. <laughs> we don't need eight. Uh, there's a clear separation from one to four, yeah. uh, from four to uh, four to five, I should say. Yep. Um. So. With that said, I am all about expanding playoff. All right. Yeah. Okay. But if we had to do it, I feel like we do basically. I'm okay with six and giving one and two a buy. Yeah. Uh, a first round buy, and then just uh, yeah, and have that have those two extra games. I'm okay with that. Um, that would be if I was ruling college football. That's where I would go with it. I think it would bring. Uh, somewhat intriguing, especially at the top as we're still fighting for seeds because you're still fighting for that buy at the end of it. 
and I, I would see more of the running up of scores. I missed the, the running up of scores. I know Ohio State does it, <laughs> but I missed those BCS days. Like we got to run up the score. Those were fun. Uh, so yeah, great times. Yeah, <laughs> those were good times. But anyways, eight eighteen playoff. All right. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't. Know. I'm with you. I, I know that in years past, it's it's made a lot of sense. So essentially, the format of an eighteen playoff is you get your five conference champions, two at large bids, and then the one. Uh, non-power conference, whatever that is. What do they call it? The non-whatever. Uh, the, the group of six. Year. Group of six. Group of six. The group. So it'd be the highest-ranked group of six in there. They would take on the number one team. And in years past, this has been very interesting because you have two, let's say, highly ranked Big Ten teams facing off in the Big Ten championship. Two Pac-12 or two Big 12 teams, two SEC teams, that sort of thing. Or Alabama sitting on the outside with one loss, or things like that that have kind of right on the periphery that make that four seed really hard and really important. But this year, I think you alluded to this, Marlo, is the worst example of that because all of the teams that you'd match up outside of Oregon, so Oregon might have a chance for this, but they already have two losses. This year there was a clear four, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. So the matchup would be LSU-Memphis, which nobody wants to see, my God. <laughs> Ohio State-Baylor would be your 2-7. Clemson-Oregon would be your 3-6. Oklahoma-Georgia would be your 4-5. Now, while those would be fun games and entertaining, Georgia had their shot to get in the playoffs. They lost to LSU. Right. Oregon had their shot to get in the playoffs. Oh, no, wait. They won. Hold on. Okay. Let's put the Pac-12 aside for a second. <laughs> Baylor had their shot. They yeah. lost to Oklahoma, Memphis. Uh, I'm sorry, but you're if you're undefeated, maybe you can have a talk yeah. as a uh, group of six team. But uh, not not this year, Memphis. I'm sorry. It did, the top four just seems so clear to me. Uh, and outside of Oregon having a chance, but they already have two losses. The top four just seems so clear this year. This year seems like the worst year to have this argument. Um, I don't know. It it just doesn't sway me this year and this year. I'm like, I'm just glad we have these four these four teams, these two games. These are, I think, the the four best teams, and and we can go from there. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, the 18th this year. I it would cool. It, these matches would be fun. I think the Oklahoma Georgia that'd be good to watch. Um, I believe Georgia would actually come out on that. I would I would have money yeah. on Georgia. Right. Clemson would roll Oregon. I think Ohio State Baylor could be fun. I, I don't know if they're at full. St- Baylor's at full strength, but I think I would think uh, Ohio State runs away with that, and LSU would run three. And then we are no, well, we're left with LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and then Georgia. So flip a coin. I like it. But if we think about like who having a shot to win the national championship, I don't think you can sit here and say the way we think about college football now that Georgia should have a shot to win the national championship. Right after losing mm-hmm. the SEC title game, they've already lost another game. They shouldn't have a shot to win the championship. Now, could Baylor go in and win this eight-team tournament? Maybe, maybe they could. But it—that's different than the way we think about college football now. That's much yeah. more of a, a March Madness basketball way we think right. about it. You, yeah. Do you have your regular season to get in the tournament to have a good seed and have a shot to win it from there on? The way we think about college football is much more. You build your resume to legitimately have zero or one losses to have a shot to win the title these teams are getting like a second shot and they already kind of blew their shot earlier in the season and that's where i i don't like expanding the playoff because it seems to give teams a second shot to win the title where in this current format they don't have a second chance to win it i don't know that's that's my stance that's i'll take 
That's, That's fair. Marlo. I got it. Suck. Yeah. It'd be, it wouldn't suck. It would be entertaining. Oh, we'd watch it. Yeah. I would love it. Yeah. I would love to watch it. But as far as getting a, uh, how we think of a, a national champion in college football, I don't think it would get us where, uh, where we are, uh, today. I think this is better. Um, I, like I said, but the only stance I think you get is Oregon kind of complaining that they're not in it, but they have two losses. If they would have had the one loss, I'm, I'm blanking. They lost to Utah, right? In, Late in the season, or they, no? They beat Utah late in the season. Ah, I can't remember. They whatever they lost. <laughs> I think they lost the USC and somebody else. I, I, I forget. Oh, it's been too long. Now we now we play them. I should know this. Now we're now we're playing them. Oh yeah. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna look it up. Oh my god. All right. Anyway, that's it. Uh, any other college football, Marlo? Uh, as we now have talked about it far longer than <laughs> I think. When no, we were talking about it, no, I think that's it. Uh bowl games. Bowl games start this week. That's fun. Yeah. Friday. Get excited. Get excited. Yeah. Friday, not Thursday. I thought it was Thursday when we started the podcast. I'm disappointed that it is now Friday. So, bats. Bats, bats, bats. All right. Yep. Uh, on to basketball, Marlo. Badgers lose to Rutgers. Uh, travel to New Jersey. Lose to Rutgers 72 to 65. Um, felt like the game was right there to, uh, to have, but Rutgers pulled away in the end. Uh, what do you think, Marlo? I'll let you take take a crack at, at breaking down this game for me, because uh, I think you're going to be a little bit more negative, and I'm going to try and try and talk you out of being negative. So go ahead. <laughs> you're going to try to talk me out of being negative. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. So this is just another case of this team. I don't know. I don't know its identity. Uh, yeah. Far. Obviously, we're not in the Kohl Center, so there you go. We're not shooting well. It's just a given. Actually, it wasn't shooting that. It wasn't terrible. The biggest thing was turnovers. It was the hustle plays, yeah. turnovers and rebounds, especially uh, giving up so many offensive rebounds. Two Rutgers really kind of did us in. It was a game that we never really um, got a grasp on. I know we went into halftime up one, but then it just kind of never looked back from there. It was always close, yeah. but you know, it was one of those we were sticking around, sticking around, but could never – Never get over the hump, and it was. It just felt like because we were just getting. I didn't feel like Rutgers had more talent. They were just. They just wanted it more. It seemed like. Um, well, in that respect, I don't know they wanted more. I thought they were a stronger team. They were much more. They were a bigger team. They had sure. more size than us. Reavers couldn't, uh, and Ford, for that matter, couldn't handle the size and the um, the bulk that Rutgers had in the paint. They gave up an insane amount of offensive rebounds. I think it was 14 offensive rebounds. 14 off rebounds. Uh, yeah. You talked about while well, Wisconsin only had three offensive rebounds. We just got way out-rebounded in the game. It was very frustrating. They have a uh, attack first point guard in Baker, who we have trouble guarding. He had 22 points, led the way. Uh, overall rebounds were 40 to 26 for Rutgers. I I don't... It, it definitely was the hustle plays, and that and that's kind of where you where you started, Marlo. But I think it was more they were ju- they were more aggressive, and I think if the game's called a different way, they can't be that aggressive. No, oh, but the game slip was, into the refs, slip into the refs. The game was called the way that it was, and Rutgers took full advantage of that and went over the back all the time, and just battled for those offensive rebounds and Wisconsin was either unwilling, although the effort seemed to be there, but I think it was more uncapable because we didn't have the size. 
I'm excited to have Michael Potter <laughs> starting <laughs> this week because I think he would have made a difference in this game. Uh, but you're right. The game came down to those offensive rebounds and turnovers. Wisconsin had 14 turnovers, which is high for Wisconsin, but 12 in the first half, which was absolutely brutal. It felt like we let Rutgers hang around in the game where we should have, if we would have protected the ball better in the first half, we could have had a comfortable lead and kind of taken the crowd, taken the home court, taken those kind of scrappy plays that come off of that out of play. Uh, we didn't We didn't execute on the offensive end on the first half, and that let them hang around, um, hang around in the game and eventually just kind of run away with it in, in the second half. Uh, but I still think a shot or two of the game, the game could have been there. And Marlo, if I can put this game in a little bit of context, okay. Uh, maybe I don't want to. I'm not making excuses or anything. I'm not making excuses. Kind of making excuses. I think it just might be really tough to win on the road in the Big Ten this year, <laughs> and that doesn't that doesn't bode well for Wisconsin, who no. put themselves put themselves in a position where they need to win on the road, sitting at five and five now, if they want to make the NCAA tournament, which is frustrating that I'm already doubting or saying that. Uh, but that's where we are. Uh, but the home teams have won every game in the Big Ten so far. That includes top five ranked Michigan losing at Illinois, top five ranked Maryland losing at Penn State. Yeah, this is a tough league. Some of those surprising road wins, I mean, the Illinois, Illinois over Michigan, uh, today Ohio State going down to Minnesota. It doesn't look... It's gonna. I, it's is this. I can't tell if it's gonna be one of those seasons where we're just gonna beat up on each other, or we're just kind of a mediocre conference. You don't know. I, it's still early. It's still early in the season. You know, those rankings. The rankings are cool and everything, but it's still early in the season to see like how those teams round out. Uh, are we just a really? Is it? You know, we just are above average conference that we don't have like a, a supreme team on top because Michigan State was supposed to do that. They've kind of fallen down to earth in the beginning of the season here. I don't know. I just know it's going to be tough for us, uh, regardless, because <laughs> of what you just laid out. With every with every loss comes the uh, the ever so growing louder fire fire guard train uh, that I'm sure you see on Wisconsin Twitter. I I just want to let you know, Casey, I'm off the fire guard train. I'm off. I'm off. I'm off. I'm off. I'm off the train. If I was Barry, I would sit down with guard, have a couple cocktails, and I just start talking about remini- rem- rem- reminiscing about the good old days. We were always going to the tournament. We were always finished at the top. And, like, just remind him how good those were and how he was assistant coach. And, like, incept him to go back to the assistant coach. And we're not going to fire him. We just, you know, we're just going to move him a seat down on the bench. And things were good then. He was the best assistant coach Wisconsin's ever had. He had the best record of any assistant coach Wisconsin's ever had. We should just go back to that. And then maybe after a couple cocktails, guard will be like, you know what? I just like winning. Let's just move a seat down. So off the fire guard train, just move him a seat over. Thanks, guys. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Warren Third Two Breeze. Myself at Marlon Jr. Casey at Prof Badger Fan. Uh, he has some burner accounts out there that I've noticed as well. If you can pick them out, <laughs> uh, as always, thanks for. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, share, all that fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs>